want to say thank you for being here. I want that to sink in for just a minute. I want to say thank you for each person being here today. I don't take it lightly that you're here. You know, today we have represented in the building uh, Romanians, Indians, uh, people from Mexico, from Colombia, from Korea, many nationalities. We're worshiping this same God. We believe the same Bible. God is at work today in our hearts and in our lives. I just encourage you today, if you will, just to be open to what God may speak to you today. Lord, we worship you and praise you, and we thank you for this beautiful day that you have made. I, we rejoice in it. We're glad in it today. Lord, we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give the praise team a hand? They did a wonderful job. You may be seated this morning. I want to uh, read out of Psalms chapter 26, but to begin with, I want to ask you this question. Anybody here like an audit? Anyone? Immediately, if we talk about the audit, most of the time we're thinking about the IRS. It's like, you know, your heart stops, and it's like, I don't, I don't want to audit. Let me ask you this. Do you ever like to do audits? Again, I don't know of any, too many people that like, I'm all about going and doing the audit. Oh, we got one. That's right. He's an accountant. We have an accountant. That's his business, for sure. But generally speaking, an audit is not something that we look forward to. And so the title of my message today is A Prayer of Audit and Redemption. Now, the Lord gave us this scripture. It says, all scriptures given by inspiration of God. All scripture. I don't know how many times that you've read Psalms 26 or heard Psalms 26. That's what I'm going to be sharing today. But it's an interesting chapter. And it's not one that you just like, we're all excited about. And I had a hard time almost not preaching the entire message on the first verse because it's so powerful. But I want to share with you this verse in Psalms 26, verse 1. It says, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have also trusted in the Lord. Now, all of us want to be vindicated, cleared, clean. All of us do. But this word here, vindicate, is to judge. 
So think about this. Have you ever prayed, ever prayed and asked God, audit me? Judge me, Lord. Here's the deal. Judge me in my integrity. That word integrity is also translated perfection. Perfect. Think about that. Could you even imagine praying, God, judge me on my perfection? I taught uh, young people for a number of years, and I'd ask several times, does anybody in here feel like they're perfect? <laughs> Had one seventh grade boy <laughs> one time said, yeah, only a seventh grade boy could even think that he were perfect. You and I realize we are not perfect, right? We have imperfections. That our integrity is called into question many times. And many times it's from our own self-examination. I love the scripture, and on Wednesday nights, we take communion together. And in 1 Corinthians 11, in verse 31, that tells us this scripture. Let us judge ourselves, lest we be judged. I encourage you at times to judge your own heart, your own mind, your own intentions, but again, today we're talking about allowing God or actually praying, God judge me on my integrity. Right. Think about that. Judge me on my integrity. At the end of that verse, it says, though it says, I also have trusted in you. Have you? ever trusted in the Lord any of us have we trusted in the Lord I know many of you have I know many of you do trust in the Lord thank you for trusting in the Lord I believe you're blessed for trusting in the Lord it says I shall not slip He goes on to say, here we go, another way. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Really? <laughs> Again, I read that several times. I read this, ver this chapter, these verses, but it never clicked with me. Me. I'm praying, Lord, judge me, examine me. Prove me. There's one for you. Prove me. Try my mind. Now, many of us, after 2020, you feel like your mind has been tried to the uttermost. But this is a prayer written thousands of years ago. Try my mind and my heart. Try it. It says, for your loving kindness is before my eyes. Is his loving kindness before your eyes? 
I've said this to you two or three times. Sometimes it says it takes us seven times hearing something before it clicks because God is loving and kind. He's loving kindness. Because here's there are people that love you, but they're not kind. Anybody had that? And you've had people that actually did kind things. We talk a lot about in our world today, random acts of kindness. They do kind things, but they do not love you. God is loving kindness. His loving kindness is before my eyes. Prayed for Anka this morning, believing that that's going to be gone forever. Last night I got a text from a family, and they shared that their little girl asked Jesus into their heart. Is His loving kindness before him all the time? I have walked in Your truth. Can anybody say yes? I have walked in your truth. I have trusted in you. And I have in the past walked in your truth. It says, I have not sat with the idolatrous mortals. There are a lot of idol worshipers today. You know, we have a show called American. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that worship those that can sing. And we have performers on TV, whether it's actors or athletes. We even worship people that uh, just talk. I want to encourage you if you were not able to be at the women's conference, and so all you guys are excused, but uh, the lady that spoke, her name is Real Talk Kim, and she does talk for real. And uh, you can go back on the website and watch it, and I believe be blessed by it. But we can make an idol of anything. If you look at where you spend your money and what you talk about the most, you get real close to what your idol is. But it says, I have not sat with idolatrous mortals, nor will I go in with hypocrites. Now, you know, I've had people on, the, on different occasions, they say, I don't want to go to church because there's nothing but hypocrites there. I said, exactly. So come on and join us. Because I don't know of anybody that's not a hypocrite. That has not said one thing but acted differently. All hypocrites need Forgiveness. 
hypocrite is actually, it's like where you put on a mask and you pretend you're somebody else or something else when you are not. I love the uh, term by skaters, somebody that dresses the part but they can't skate, they're a poser. I like that particular term. You're a poser. We accept hypocrites, posers at church. But there's a difference in nor will I go in with them to act like them. It says, I have hated the assembly of evildoers. And evildoers, they like to scheme and plan and get together. And they'll invite you to do the same. It says, I will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence. Like I say, this, when I read these scriptures, these are all given by inspiration of God for exhortation, for correction, for direction. They're given to us, all of us, every nationality. We would like to wash our hands in innocence. So I will go about your altar, O Lord. Where is the altar of the Lord? Abraham built the altar. Noah built the altar. But each of us can have an altar to the Lord at our home. But the altar is a place of sacrifice. You know, a lot of times many people come to church to see what they can get. And they say, how can you bless me? I think it was John Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. When you come to church, maybe you should ask what you can do for God and not necessarily what God can do for you. He invites us to make our request and asking he says many times we have not because we ask not. But the question is, do you have an altar? Do you have a place that you would sacrifice to the Lord? That I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving. We're coming up on uh, that season. There's a lot of other celebrations with orange and things going on this month. I'm looking for the orange of pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. I like to remind people it's more important to whom we are thankful for than what we are thankful for. To whom are you thankful today? To whom are you thankful that you are still here Breathing, that you're where you're at. But this is talking about the proclamation, the voice of thanksgiving, is opening your mouth and offering up thanksgiving. And tell of your wondrous works. So there's this shift that goes on in this prayer. 
that's crazy to me is like, again, to think, Lord, judge me, examine me, prove me. And then it goes in talking about his loving kindness. And that I've made up my mind there's places and people and things that I will not do or go with or participate with. And then we're talking about this altar and opening up our mouth and offering a voice of thanksgiving and declaring God's wondrous works. Let me just say, again, thank you for being here. To me, it's a wondrous work of God that God gives me an opportunity to speak to people. I don't take it lightly. Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house. One place in the scripture says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell with the wicked. Anybody dwelt with the wicked? I have. I didn't prosper. Did not work out for me. The end was ugly. But at the Lord's house, I've met some people that smiled even if they were hurting. They loved me even that I did some things wrong. They reached out to me. They lifted me up. They encouraged me. They came alongside me. They helped. And the place where your glory dwells. I encourage everyone to return. Go back to that place where you've experienced the glory of the Lord. God's glory changes your life in the instant forever. You cannot be in the glory of the Lord and not be changed. To put it plainly, seek to be in the presence of the Lord where the glory of the Lord is and things will change in your life. Do not gather my soul with sinners. Do not gather my mind, my will, and emotion with sinners. Nor my life with bloodthirsty men in whose hands is a sinister scheme whose right hand is full of bribes. Let me just encourage you. If you want to find out what's going on, just follow the money. Just follow the money. There's a money trail, right? Follow the money. Money behind the back. In envelopes that they stick in their pocket. Bribes all the time. But as for me, it says, and be merciful to, excuse me, it says, but as for me, I will walk in my integrity. I will walk in my integrity. Again, that word is translated perfection. Can you imagine walking in perfection? Most of us can't imagine it. We can't grasp it that we can walk in perfection. 
that's unattainable. The word for it would be impossible. That's in our minds. But here's what he's saying. This is what he's praying. This is what he believes. But as for me, I will, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be merciful to me. My foot stands in an even place. In a different part of the scripture, it talks about at times you just need to stand still and see the salvation of God. Just stand there and watch what God does. It says, in the congregation, I will bless you. In the what? Not in your house. It says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as you see that day much more approaching. The Lord's coming back soon. The congregation is where people get together. Do not forsake that. In the congregation, I will bless the Lord. What does it mean to bless the Lord? It's translated this. Let us kneel before Yahweh. Let us kneel before Jesus. How do you bless the Lord? Kneel. There's another scripture that says, at some point, everyone who has ever lived will kneel and confess the Lord Jesus that he is Lord of Lords. I'm not talking about the end. I'm talking about right now. In the congregation, can you kneel? Today, right now, could you kneel? Now, I say this again. There are some people in the room that their knees are not as good as they used to be. You're excused today, okay? But if you want to bless the Lord, and it tells us specifically where in the congregation of the Lord is to kneel before the Lord. That's it. And yet, a lot of people's like, "Mm, mm, mm, I don't know. That makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm wondering. Really? When's the last time you have knelt before the Lord? When's the last time you knelt before the Lord at church in the congregation? You all have an opportunity to do that today. You can kneel at the front, you can kneel at your chair. It didn't say where to kneel. It just said in the congregation, I will bless the Lord. There's a marriage supper of the Lamb that it talks about when Christ comes back that believers will join into. And that may look a lot different than what you've heard in the past, that, what that really entails. But 
during uh, those weddings or marriage suppers, they would give the uh, guest a robe to wear. Matter of fact, it has a story that's very scary that there was somebody in the marriage supper that did not have a robe and they came and got them and took them out. How did you get in here? And they expelled them and locked the door behind them. And I asked my pastor one time, because that was a scary thought to me, that we could get to the marriage supper of the Lamb and me not have a white robe. And he said, Christ provides that white robe. In Revelations 2 and 17, it says that Christ will give you a white stone with your name written on it. Other people don't know that name. That is a voting stone, and the vote means that you're good to go. You're in. Who provides those things? Christ does. Let me just tell you very plainly today, you cannot walk in your own imperfection. The only way you can walk in perfection or in integrity is putting on the cloak that Christ provided for us, accepting the white stone, the vote for yes. Christ votes yes for you, and it's got your name written on it. To me, that's exciting news. When you accept Christ, when you confess Christ with your mouth, when you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you are saved. You can say it another way, you are being saved. You will be completely saved when you get to heaven and you get the white stone and the robe. Christ has done everything. He completed it. He said it this way. It is finished. Do you accept what Christ has done? When you accept what Christ has done, then it's actually very easy to kneel. and to bless the Lord. Today, can you, will you kneel and call upon the name of the Lord? Will you bless the Lord by kneeling today? I'm going to invite everyone that can to kneel, whether at your chair or here by the steps and bless the Lord for a few moments, can we? Hey, I'm Pastor Brad, and thanks for listening to this week's message. You can find us online at fcfrisco.org or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're located in Frisco, Texas, and have services on Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m., and you can join us for our Wednesday experience at 6.30 p.m. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode.